Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode three of the Movie Changeup Mount Rushmore, where we go through, kind of go around the horn, and figure out what our Mount Rushmore is for various topics in the realm of movies. Uh, today's topic, we're going to do the Star Wars universe. Uh, we're going to break down various categories in the Star Wars universe. We're going to start off with what is our Mount Rushmore of Star Wars fights, and then we'll move on to moments, and then quotes and then vehicles, and then uh, musical themes, and finally we're going to end with characters for our six categories to today. Uh, to start with, my name's Joe Fricky. I'm one of the co-founders of the Movie Change-Up podcast. Uh, we wanted to do this because today's May the 3rd, which makes tomorrow May the 4th, as in May the 4th be with you. Uh, I had a lot of fun compiling my Mount Rushmore. Johnny, uh, how did your compilation go of these categories? Um... I'm going to start with the fact that I really, until they release, like, I think the only thing that's going to get me back into the mood of being like a Star Wars movie fan is if they just release the original uh, trilogy without like the stupid edits. I think if they did that, I'd be like, okay, I'm on board with this again. But after the, how disappointed I was with the sequel trilogy, um, I don't really give a shit about Star Wars. So I, I, uh, went with some of my favorite moments from this, but I tried to spread the love to uh, some other, some other famous stuff from star Wars in here. All right. And uh, Kylo Ren, uh, I feel like maybe you had a, you know, bias towards the dark side, but how did you feel compiling your list? So I thought this was the top Kylo Ren moments of all time Rushmore. So I may have to change my list as we go, but yeah, no, all new trilogy, all of mine. So we'll see but no i'm excited i just had to get some kylo representation because i don't think i represent very much of that on the rest of the stream so all right even though i'm a fan and finally tristan i see you're wearing some kind of christmas kind of sweater is that star wars related or is yeah, it's just... basically uh christmas for star wars so i'm wearing my star wars holiday uh sweater once again just to celebrate uh i work uh, overnight so my schedule is all reversed and I just woke up an hour ago so for me it's kind of like it's May the 4th so <laughs> I'll be hanging out today watching Star Wars and I'm excited to go through all these lists with you guys I have some hot takes on Star Wars so I hope it might come up in these lists here I can't wait to argue about it all right me too yeah I'm wearing uh, while Bobby was talking I scrolled my camera down I am wearing a Darth Maul t-shirt that says Sith happens mm -hmm. Uh, so let's start off with this with uh, our Mount Rushmore, and I'm kicking it off first with fights. And speaking of Darth Maul, uh, the first movie or the first fight I have is Maul versus Qui Gon and Obi Wan in the Phantom Menace. I thought it was one of the best fights in uh, the original trilogy. I think it's the best choreographed fight in Star Wars. Maybe a little bit too choreographed, but still a fight that I felt was worthy of our Mount Rushmore. Uh, second up, I have Obi-Wan versus Anakin in Revenge of the Sith. I feel like this is probably the most emotional fight in Star Wars, and it was kind of like the big emotional crux of the prequels. Everything in the prequels was leading up to it. And then I had Obi-Wan versus Vader in A New Hope. It's the first lightsaber fight we ever saw in Star Wars, so I wanted to include that. It's the OG. It's the one all of the others are based off of. And then finally, I wanted to show the sequel some love, so I picked Rey and Kylo versus the Praetorian Guards in The Last Jedi. It's kind of the only fight in Star Wars where we have the hero and the villain teamed up against each other against the different villains, so I kind of wanted to show some love to that. And those are my four picks. Johnny, what do you got for your four Star Wars Mount Rushmore fights? Yeah, we, uh, 
I think with a lot of these categories, I tried to go against the grain because I feel like some are so obvious that it would make for boring discussions. This one, I did think there were three that definitely will make it. And then I have one on here that I would fight for um, that differs from what you have. So one, I also have the Darth Maul fight uh, versus Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. Obviously, that's the best fight. That made it onto our Mount Rushmore of all-time movie fight scenes, I believe, in our first episode. So that's got to make it on for just Star Wars. Um, I also have the Snoke uh, throne room fight uh, from The Last Jedi. That's like the crowning achievement of the entire sequel trilogy is that moment is awesome. Um, You see a lot of like lightsaber kills and uses that you don't really see um, before. uh, And that's definitely the best fight of the entire uh, franchise. And then I have Obi-Wan versus Anakin. Joe talked about it a little with the Darth Maul thing, but definitely over choreographed with a lot of it, but still an epic fight. Um, You know, when I was a kid and I saw that movie, I watched that movie three times in theaters and that was a big reason why. Um, and then I actually went because I think all of the fights from the original one, I don't give a shit how iconic they are. They're not real fights. They're all terrible and hard to watch. So I went with the only fight that I think might make this list. That's um, not just two people fighting with a lightsaber. I went with Obi-Wan versus Jango Fett um, in episode two. I think that fight's actually really good, and it kind of shows you, um, you know, the whole Boba Fett was such an iconic character, even though he never did anything cool in the original movies, he just looked cool. And then this was like the first time you really got to basically see that in Jango Fett using all the weapons and taking on Obi-Wan. I thought that scene is really good. That That's probably definitely one of the lower... Uh, movies in the franchise, but that scene uh, specifically, I think, is is uh, uh, worthy of discussion. All right, Bobby. All right, I have a few crossovers, and um, I think there was at least one that was different. I have to take another look, but um, I also have Darth Maul, Qui-Gon, and Obi-Wan. That's just a a great fight, even though you said it's a little over-choreographed, but not to the point that it really takes away from the epicness. that's just a great scene. Some of the best, like one, I mean, a little bit of a spoiler, but some of the best music to a fight scene, which kind of adds to it. So I think that the whole scene overall is, is great. Um, I also have uh, the Snoke throne room. That's the best fight by far in the new trilogy. And um, like Johnny said, some of the most creative uses of a lightsaber Um, and you have the villain and hero teaming up. Uh, There's also, you know, I just, I just think that kind of it subverts some expectations in a good way, even though that movie did it in some other ways I didn't quite agree with, but that one I, I really liked. Um, I also do have Obi-Wan and Anakin. Um, that is my other one that kind of cr- that crossed over for sure. Uh, like you said, emotional crux of the original trilogy. It's not as good to me as the Darth Maul fight, but it's still you see your two heroes that you've been following kind of throughout the movies clash at the end. So I, I do like that one. And then the last one I have from the original trilogy, I have the uh, Return of the Jedi throne room fight between Luke and Vader. Um, I think that has the most emotional kind of context to the fight in the original trilogy and has at least some more, um, a little bit more choreographed kind of fights and showing emotion by Luke in it that it's a little better than the fight in Empire Strikes Back, even though that one is shot really well. Uh, just the fact that it has the Emperor in there too. You see the lightsabers crossing over with the Emperor's face. A lot of really good shots in there. 
Um, and then you have a lot, all that happens with that fight and, and Vader's turn. Uh, so that's my four. So definitely a lot of crossover there between us. And I'm curious to see what Tristan have, has. Yeah, yeah, same. Interesting, because my list is kind of like a hybrid of all of you guys' lists. I was marking down next to my uh, things here who had what, and I was like, oh, look, it's just almost split down the middle here. My, I'll go in order, I think, here of sort of episodic order, I guess. So my pick here from the first episode, Panda Menace, I have, of course, uh, Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan versus Darth Maul. I feel like that's a staple. It was, like you said, in our top Rushmore, so there's not much more to say about it. Uh it, and it also created Darth Maul, which I think is a really huge, iconic character that kind of goes throughout the entire saga of Star Wars in this whole era and became like the single memorable thing of the movie. I have from... Okay, so I have one that was actually not mentioned yet, and I think it's one that I kind of want to fight for a little bit, and it's Vader versus the Rebels from the end of Rogue One, the hallway scene where Vader kind of comes in and slaughters all those Rebels. I think that's... Yeah. I don't know. If Everyone who fight. talks about yeah. Rogue One talks about all oh, the one scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there, if anyone had ever, ever shown like any kind of resistance against him, I'd be like that was a fight. But but you could count like the whole Scarif battle underneath them too, because we counted stuff in Lord of the Rings, like fight scenes in Lord of the Rings that were big battles. Yeah, we'll argue we'll about it, it when we get to yeah, it. We'll, argue. we'll get to it. Okay, and then my next one I have from. Uh, Return of the Jedi, I'm going to go with Bobby's pick. I think that finale fight there is really powerful and emotional, I think. I went between that and Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith is my favorite Star Wars movie, but I think this finale, Return of the Jedi, kind of has that big emotional, like, operatic finale thing that uh, Revenge of the Sith goes for, but I think it just does it in a bit more of a condensed and climactic way. I think it's a really great finale to what would have been the end of the Star Wars saga. But we did get a sequel saga, and <laughs> for all of the problems and stuff that came with that, I think the one fight that I have at the end here is the one that's got mentioned before, and it's Ray and Kylo Ren versus Snoke's uh, guards there in the uh, Last Jedi. I think that fight is not only one of the best Star Wars fights, I think it's one of the better Star Wars movies, and I think it's very divisive, and I think if you're going to pick a fight scene is going to be like the one thing that stands out in this very divisive movie that people either hated or loved. And I think the last Jedi embodies so much of what star Wars kind of is in the discussion right now. So I think you got to represent that a little bit on here. All right. So I, I think we have three locked in basically, right? We have yeah. Obi-Wan yeah. Maul, we have revenge of the Sith, and then we have the last Jedi fight. Yep, those are pretty locked, I would say. And then Paul commented in the live chat, we got Paul, who's hashtag who's Paul. Uh, Paul said that he likes the fight between Luke and Kylo Ren at the end of The Last Jedi when Luke wasn't really there, which was yeah. an honorable mention That's for me, one. but yeah. I couldn't have two. Not really a fight. I Again, didn't really yeah. I, like, I didn't either. Thing. I stuck yeah. with people I actually like fighting. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we have the Darth Maul uh, versus Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. We have Obi-Wan versus Anakin. And we have the throne room uh, from fight Jedi. Yeah. Kylo yeah. and Rey. Yeah. And uh, basically the, the other one, um, Joe has from, as far as the original trilogy, Joe has Obi-Wan versus Vader and Bobby and Tristan both have Luke versus Vader. Um, and that, I I would have went with I'm, that one. I'm okay with that if we wanted. I figured that would make it, and uh, I just thought the Obi Wan versus Django Fett fight should be worth mentioning. 
Yeah, oh. I think that's a great fight, Obi Wan versus Jango Fett. That's one that yeah. almost would have made my cut. I I love kind of wanting to represent all of those two trilogies in these lists, so I wanted them to get that one in there. But uh, yeah, it's a great pick. That's a really good fight. I think it stands out in a in a weaker movie. Yeah, yeah. I almost included that one instead of um, the Jango Obi Wan one instead of Obi Wan versus Vader, just yeah. because. But I didn't mainly because I didn't want three prequel fights. And then also, and I wanted to show, like, it's the only one that's really a Force user versus a non-Force user, so I thought that'd be interesting to show. But I'm, but my other honorable mention was uh, Vader versus Luke in Return of the Jedi. So if that's what makes it on instead of Obi-Wan versus I, Vader. I think that one is... Yeah. Well, like, I the think actual, that like, needs, fighting it needs itself, to be there. Yeah, well, the actual fighting itself isn't, like, anything super cool. It is an iconic moment, and like Bobby mentioned, like you have the lightsaber lights like flashing on the Emperor's face. Yeah, it is well shot. So I think that one uh, is probably the fourth. That was a easy pick. You want? I like Tristan's, but I think that's more of a moment than a fight. As far as um, Vader just coming in, I mean, that made that whole movie worth watching. Like that scene is awesome. So yeah. Yeah. Mm Yeah, but, I, I agree with you guys more on that, but I wanted to really get it. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Maybe. I, I would say the opening... He shot a couple shots yeah. at him, you know? He had to go like that, you know? Swat him around. Yeah. Yeah, he... I mean, that guy that he held on the ceiling for like 10 seconds probably put up a fight a little bit <laughs> <laughs> before yeah. he finally remembered to stab him. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, all right, so we kind of did this but a little recap of that then is uh darth maul versus obi-wan and anakin from uh the phantom menace and we got one but oh what did i say anakin anakin, anakin. Yeah. that'd be funny um, if little bit i was reading <laughs> i was reading darth maul fight but then underneath i had obi-wan versus anakin uh-huh. so obi-wan versus anakin from um revenge, revenge of the sith and then we have the throne room uh fight of kylo and ray teaming up um uh, in The Last Jedi, and then we have The Return of the Jedi, Luke versus Vader, and kind of the Emperor. Surprised, I'm surprised no one had anything from Mandalorian. I, I thought about it. one that was really that, like, iconic yet. Yeah, like, yeah, know. that's kind of where I was, too. The only one I could think of is the time when the, um, all of the Mandalorians land in, like, episode four of season one or yeah. whatever it is that Deborah Chow directed, but that's all I could think of. But, yeah. Well, like the only thing it would be a little similar, maybe more of a fight, but similar to Tristan's Vader thing would be Luke at the yeah. end of yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. It would be like, the exactly. yeah. Um, yeah. Spoilers. If you're watching a star Wars podcast and you haven't watched the Mandalorian, then I don't yeah, know. We're, I think we're it's hard spoil the Mandalorian to know like yeah. what's iconic yet and what's not. Cause yeah. Yeah. You could say characters, maybe, because there's one or uh, people might argue for characters, but I, I am curious to hear how we go for that. But yeah, Mandalorian is cl- included in this list, by the way, yeah, but I'm not sure how much it is on any of these lists. Yeah, I not forgot. Yeah, I forgot to say we're just doing live action Star Wars because I think Johnny has not seen any like Clone Wars or Rebels, and I don't yeah, know if Bobby has either. Well, you can that, Johnny. Yeah. No, the animation style, I just can't get past it. You it you can it will um it'll grow on you because I thought so and it actually like looks really good the more you watch it. Yeah. Agree to disagree. <laughs> um all right, so what are we doing next? Moments? Moments yep. and that's you. Yeah. Oh, excited to start this one off, boys. <laughs> Let's see. What do we have here? 
Oh, no. All right, so my number one moment, you know, again, I mentioned we have different tastes in Star Wars. So I wanted to really go for iconic moments that really tell you everything you need to know about the Star Wars franchise oh, no. as oh, a God. whole. Oh, so God. my number one moment is Qui-Gon Jinn grabbing Jar Jar's tongue when he's trying to get the fruit <laughs> off the table. Just classic comedy. Um, you know, really works for me as a kid. I think it's a perfect encapsulation of Star Wars trying to go for humor. Um, we mentioned this a little in the pre-chat. I went with Han Solo getting his name from a space Nazi um, and just keeping it and thinking that's cool. All right, that's that's an interesting choice. Oh, you're by yourself? Solo. All right, cool. We definitely needed to know that. Um, we also mentioned this one uh, beforehand. I went with Chewbacca's father, Itchy, jerking off in the Christmas special. <laughs> because... Another just iconic moment that doesn't oh, no. get talked about um, enough. <laughs> and then I went with, you know, the moment that really uh, Disney worked so hard to get there. Everyone was rooting for it. Ray and Kylo, now make them kiss. Um, just, you know, it, Kylo Ren murders millions and millions of people and kills Han Solo, but, like, he's still nice because, you know, Ray kissed him. So, um, yeah, those are my moments. Very iconic moments in the Star Wars franchise. I think they're all worth making the list. I think um, I could have went for Jar Jar moments, but I wanted to give some love to the rest of the uh, the franchise. So those are my four moments. Bobby, what do you got? I hope you uh, paired up with mine. Oh, yeah, I have a lot of yours on <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, I hope you match on there. <laughs> Matched on quite a few. All right, well, thanks for the help. Um, <laughs> You're so all right awesome. so so my moments are are quite a bit different than that uh i have mm, because i weird. moved this from from quote to moment because i think this was more of a moment uh, and a big impact when it came out and as as people heard it going on and that is the uh, i am your father uh you know vader finally revealing to luke that he is his father and come join the dark side with him and take over the galaxy and, and all that i think that is that's probably the most iconic single moment in Star Wars history, I would think. Um, and it's like a, a twist type thing that, that uh, um, was, was a big deal when it came out and people were kind of torn on it. And over time it became one of the most iconic moments in Star Wars. Uh, the next one I have is um, Vader slaughters rebels in Rogue One. And that is what I wrote down instead mm, of a fight. So, I, so yeah, I think that is probably that's the best singular moment um, in that movie for sure. And it does make the whole movie. I think that third act is fantastic. I'm not too big on the first two acts. Yeah. Um, yeah. That movie that, sucks except for that moment. Yeah. But that moment, I think, um, I think it might've saved the movie as far as critics and fans personally. And it's, it's, they kind of replicate it in the Mandalorian because they shoot it in a similar way with Luke taking on um, all the uh, uh, at the end of the Mandalorian, that whole thing. I forget what they're called the death um death troopers dark troopers but or dark, uh, i think they're death troopers or dark so, troop, dark troopers but something like that. yeah but but i just think that moment is um one of the best vader moments and they were able to kind of recapture some magic in that movie years after we we saw him on screen uh the next one i have from the original trilogy other than the i am your father is i have vader turning on the emperor which kind of encapsulates the arc of anakin from episode mm -hmm. one through um, episode six so i think kind of the turn of that character um the redemption at least in his 
mine before he dies. Um, you know, uh, and I, I, I think it's one that may not make it, but to me, it stands out as an important moment for one of the biggest characters in Star Wars. And the last one I have just for the controversy alone and that I personally love the moment, but there are plenty of people that hate it. Uh, and that is Kylo kills Snoke. Um, oh, interesting. I think that that is the dividing moment of, for people in the new trilogy. Um, up until that point in the movie, there might've been things that people were not as big on or whatever. And that moment happens and you either love it or you hate it because you had so many theories of that Snoke is Plagueis or Snoke is this and that. And then Ryan Johnson just kills him off. Um, so for the shock value and the divide that it caused, I think it deserves the Mount Rushmore spot. So I think that is my four, right? Yep. So there's my four. You had to step out for a sec, but I do I like write that all last of those down. Uh, I'll go through my four now. Am I up next? All right, so I got four on here. Interestingly, I have some crossover, one crossover, int- sort of with with me, uh, Johnny here, in a way, in a way. Oh yeah, in a way. We'll get to it. <laughs> so I have uh, on here one that kind of is similar to Bobby's. How I mentioned a moment that kind of divides the fandom and put people in these two camps, but I have one that put people in a largely angry camp, and it's Han Solo shooting first in the original trilogy from a mm-hmm. New Hope. And of course, it was no in the special editions by George Lucas retconned into being a uh, Greedo shooting first and Han just kind of dodging it like in the Matrix, you know? So I think that's a thing yeah. that embodies the whole like release the original cut kind of movement is like, oh, Han shot first, you know, that kind of saying. So I have that moment in here for that. Now it's a weird, awkward, simultaneous shot. Like, they find <laughs> it's like, it, yeah, he know. says, and Greedo says something that's not subtitled. Yeah, he says McClunky. Like, he says yeah, McClunky. 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 Yeah. yeah, which they then said again in Mandalorian. <laughs> Did they really? Yeah. Yeah, I forget when. But oh, yeah, it's uh, at the very end of in the post-credit scene of season two when. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's his face right. dies on on uh, on the throne. Oh, Boba yeah, Fett shoots yeah. him, and right before he dies, he says McClunky. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars. They love that fan service. My second moment, speaking of uh, fan service, is when Yoda lifts up the X-wing from *An Empire Strikes Back* out of the out of the uh, Dagobah swamp. I think that's a huge moment. I think that's the kind of embodiment of what uh, the whole arc of Star Wars is, and I think the way that he teaches Luke in that moment to believe in himself and to believe in the Force and to believe in like the impossible and use the Force to do that. And I think. Before that, we'd never seen the Force used to that scale at all. Like we've seen Luke maybe wiggle around his lightsaber a bit to get it out of the ice, but we've never seen somebody move something that big. And I think in this era of the prequels, where we're seeing people like move whole ships and stuff, we kind of take that for granted. But I think this was a big moment for that. And I have one that was mentioned before by Bobby. I think it's impossible to make this list unironically and not put the "I am your father" scene on there. I think it's a, not much of a fight. Really, I think, like he said, I brought it over to moments here because I think it is much more of a moment than a fight. And I think it has some really iconic, incredible imagery. Like when they light up the two lightsabers, that's obviously the big iconic shot of Star Wars. I think like maybe the most iconic shot. But I also think there's some really good cam work in that scene. Like some of the framing is really good and uh, the performances are great. I think Mark Hamill gives a really, really good performance in that scene. I think people make fun of him sometimes in the original trilogy, but I think that's a good performance from him. And my uh, last one here is the one that kind of, in a way, crosses over with Johnny in 
a similar way, but I have my last moment here as I'm Ray, Ray Skywalker. From oh, the finale of Skywalker. That was so, that movie made me not care so much that, that, that angered me way less than it should have, but it's so bad. Because yeah, it's like an embodiment of everything wrong with that movie. moments, and then yes. that was at the end, so you're already like, I'm passive. It was the capper. Like the Martha scene, out. like in the middle of a movie, you know, it's like the Martha scene, but at the very end with 10 other Martha scenes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To, I think know. that's just like a little stamp. You're like, you're waiting and waiting, like maybe they're just going to do one last cool thing, and then it's just like, oh no, they're just not. And then it's over. And it's supposed to supposedly the finale moment of the of the Skywalker saga. So I think if that's true, I kind of think that's a, a part to get it on there. But yeah, I liked I, I I didn't like that moment at all, but I think it deserved a spot. I think it deserves a spot right next to mine. <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right, so I'll, I'll do my list. So first I have I agree with uh uh Tristan and uh Bobby. I have the Vader like revealing himself to be Luke's father and Empire Strikes Back. Of that whole moment. Then I also have the Vader hallway scene in Rogue One. I feel like that's probably the best singular moment of the of the Disney era of Star Wars. And then I have two that no one else has. I have uh, I wanted to show some love to the Mandalorian, and I have uh, Din Jaren meeting Grogu for the first time at the end of the Mandalorian pilot. Like that's one of the big fan art things I've seen everywhere of just like. Him, his hand reaching to Grogu and Grogu's hand reaching out of that little crib is just, I think especially it's the introduction introduction to probably the most popular character created during the Disney era with uh, Baby Yoda. So I had to show that moment some love. And then finally, I have the opening of A New Hope with basically the Star Wars theme playing and the crawl coming through, which was like super controversial at the time, like, George Lucas got sued for it by, I think, the DGA because he didn't ha- give any credits or any th- opening credits in the movie. Mm. And he got basically kicked out of the DGA for it. It was super controversial at the time. And now it's just, like, massively iconic. It's almost so iconic to the point that we don't think of it as iconic. But I I just think my fourth moment, I had the opening of A New Hope. All right. I like that logic a lot. I like, You guys put a lot of thought into your list. I appreciate that. Um, I certainly did as well, obviously. <laughs> Easily the best list yeah. so far was Johnny's. I have to yep. admit, he wins the round. <laughs> I agree. I think all four of mine. Yeah, you so know, we're lo- we're locked in on Ray Skywalker, but yeah, we're locked in on Qui Gon grabs Jar Jar's tongue, right? Like that's one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's got, I mean, just just one of the best moments. You see it do it. You see the annoyance in their faces, and then you're I like, wanted- he wouldn't try that again, and then he does. But Qui Gon's just too fast. I wanted to put on here just all of the racist parts from the prequels to represent <laughs> the Nemoidians. Really, yeah, the characters. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I do like uh, the little blue flying guy. He was in my. He was going to be in my characters list, but I can't. You I mean, don't know his name. Waddle. Waddle. Yeah. Okay. I gotta make a joke. Hey, Waddle. Hey, Andy. Yeah. Andy. All right. Yeah, so. That's... All right, and uh, Paul gave some recommendations before we you know, try to compile and figure out what our four is going to be. Paul said, "I hope they're uh, all Jar Jar moments." He he likes when uh, Luke finds his aunt and uncle uh, torched and goes on the quest with Obi Wan. Oh, so it's kind of dark. the be- beginning of that. <laughs> and then he also likes when Vader is dying and wants the mask off, mask off to see Luke with his own eyes showing. He's leaving the dark side behind. I thought of that moment, but and I thought it's just it was some yeah. white guy. Yeah, disappointment. And <laughs> And, but I've just felt it was too close to the Vader 
revealing yeah. himself and to Luke, and I thought that was more iconic. Should have been so. Hayden. Yeah, similar. Well, at the time, yeah, um, similar <laughs> to. Uh, but to Paul's credit, I, I had originally for a while. I didn't have Luke finding his parents, but I had the binary sunset yeah. moment, which is yeah. after, right yeah. after that. That was an uncle. So that was an yeah. honorable mention for me. But yeah, that was not a mention. Spinner fifty eight says she likes my idea with the crawl. So you know. Yeah, I I agree with that one. Actually. I like the crawl. Yeah, I like I didn't that crawl logic. Yeah. I think that's so. And I think that's that because tried, the crawl but... is such an iconic Star Wars moment. Like I think if anybody knows anything about Star Wars, it's like oh, the title comes up so, and yeah. then a long time Like when it wasn't in Rogue One, people freaked the fuck out. Right. And that's like and the one like. It all led up to. Yeah, um, the Emperor's back. What's <laughs> up? That's the opening crawl for our big finale. We yeah. just yeah, and the, the dumbest speak. thing the that they speak the dumb <laughs> the dumbest thing that was that they thought was cool. What they was they like sneakily put all of the other or like most of the other film titles for the previous movies in the crawl of like there's a that new hope is mentioned and like um so there was like strikes yeah. back and just a few other ones that I'm like. You thought this was cool and the it wasn't. Christmas yeah. special. And then uh, holiday special. Oh shit! <laughs> they like to celebrate Life Day. Palpatine returned. Yeah. <laughs> the dead speak on Life Day. <laughs> Very ironic. All right. So, um, so what do we have well, locked? I think we have. Right. I am your father, father's locked. I, I I would actually lock the crawl. I didn't think of it, but that's in every movie, and it's that's an iconic thing. Mm-hmm, um. Mm-hmm. Do we want to do Vader Hallway? Because I know me and Bobby at least had it. I don't know. And I had it on my fight scene, so I think I would argue for it kind of on yeah. here too. I mean, it's the only no, thing it's no, uh, you know, uh, jerking off a Wookiee, but I, I think <laughs> right. it's pretty good. The, the only thing I would fight is if it comes down to the Disney era, I prefer Kylo killing Snoke, which sparked so much of the controversy, and it was like, like a big surprise. I moment. want, yeah. I agree with Personally, you. I think we should represent like a divisive moment but, somehow in the fandom. So I think either yours, the Han shot first one, like a race battle, something that see, was like a big divided moment. I I think the Kylo Ren Snoke one is probably like I think Han shot first moment. is more iconic. Like okay, maybe currently in present day, because more people like more people were like in the theater for the first time watching Kylo Ren killing Snoke. But like Han shot first is like a movement. In like it Star is, Wars but fans. that became a moment. It's weird because that became a controversy, not because of the original moment, but because mm. of what they changed it to. For like, we by doing that, we're basically including both moments. It's like the in the original movie and in the special the special editions, All where right, this I is just, new, this happened in the movie. I got a new moment to discuss. If we want to represent controversial Star Wars moments. The biggest one would be Luke throwing the lightsaber over his shoulder in The Last Jedi. And that encapsulates, if Bobby's going for the turning point, that encapsulates as much more than... No, see, I don't think that, to me, I don't think that's controversial. I think that's like us in the solo moment. I think either people don't mind it, don't care, or hate it. To me, if we want to do controversial, I would say the death of Luke Skywalker is the moment that people are... Like, someone like me thinks they gave him the best possible death you could, and other people fucking hate that moment. I would say if we want to do controversial and the fact that some people okay, love but it. What about people... when Luke gets the blue milk out of that uh, titty? <laughs> <laughs> that would go on your list, Johnny. <laughs> that, that was a, that was an honorable mention for me. Yeah, no. So the, my only argument, I guess, as far as the actual moment and the visually, it's a very 
strikingly shot, well done scene that leads to one of the best battle, like the best battle in our in the new. Yes, exactly. Leads to that. So, like, and Snoke was like he every single theory was Snoke. And yeah, I'm fine with Kylo killing Snoke. That was fun as shit. I love that. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's a good one. If we're not picking Mandalorian, I'm fine with Kylo killing Snoke. It's hard for Star Wars because like there's so many good yeah, moments this... that how do you even argue? Yeah, like, the other like, one yeah, is so good. Also, <laughs> the other one is not on my the one that's not on my list, but it was it was like number five. But I uh, I would have actually probably picked it over my Vader turn is the Yoda um, lifting the X wing. Yeah, I was gonna say we have one more spot left if we're saying Death of Snoke, and it basically is gonna come down to the Yoda lifting the X wing. We don't have a, a final final decision on Han shot first and the uh, Rogue One Vader scene. Oh, I thought Vader scene so, was locked in. Cause so wait, what do we, if so we're we going Vader scene, I thought we were discussing Vader scene or the death of Snoke as far as like, oh, no. new ones. But if we wanted to get both of those, then we have all four. But I would say, I don't know, Yoda what? lifting the X-Wing is is super iconic. Yeah. But the Vader moment is definitely something that, like, we've never seen that in the live-action stuff. Like, Vader being right. a badass. And, like, they've replicated yeah. that. Like, we've talked about they replicated that with Luke and Mandalorian, and then they also replicated that with Maul in the season finale of Clone Wars as well. Yeah, and I do think if people talk about the Disney trilogy, they're gonna or the Disney era ever again, they're going to be like, oh, well, that one moment, though, when they did the attack in the hallway, that was good, you know? It was like, they'll talk about that one scene or remember that one scene, so I think... It, that I that if you're talking singular moments, I think that's a moment that I think is going to embody a lot. Yeah, okay, so I'm good with both those from the Disney era, but one in a spinoff and one in the trilogy. Yeah, well, and, like and the one Vader, kind of universally yeah, loved scene, and one pretty divided yeah. on. Rogue yeah. One was very much like Bohemian Rhapsody, where like the whole movie is not great, but then it ends so strong that you walk out of the theater and you're like, oh, that movie was great. Because yeah, it had, pretty much. Like, this one great scene at the end and. I would argue against Rogue One like being bad until then. I think Rogue One it's overall fine. is the best movie yeah. that Disney has it's made. It's bad, but it's choppy. I don't. I think it's it's messy until until they reach uh, Scarif at the end. Yeah, that's kind of, like I, yeah, I, I, but Mads Mikkelsen is in it and gotta stand for Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, I, basically once they land on Scarif, I think it's the best like thirty minutes continuous thirty minutes we've seen in Star yeah. Wars. It's everything before that I do not care about. Yeah, it's I like mean, a. Like, I was bummed when they took out like, the IRL line. Um, all right, so that, moving on. Um, our our Mount Rushmore of Star Wars moments. We have, um, I am your father. We have the opening uh, crawl of A New Hope. We have Snoke's death, and then we have the Vader slaughters the rebels in Rogue One. No love to Jar Jar. R.I.P. Sith Lord Jar Jar Binks. Um, we don't know if he's dead. Yeah, he might come back again. I'm assuming yeah. you never know. He's, if he's... they brought Jar Jar back in Rise of Skywalker, I would have forgiven the movie. <laughs> I was like, all right, okay, I'm back they, on board. They brought him back in a book as basically a street yeah. clown. Yeah. Who's well, that's poor. Rude. He's a fucking. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he is a, a Sith Lord. Lord. If um, Ray turned around and said, "I'm Ray, Ray Binks." I'd be like, oh my god, best movie ever. If, if, if no, Jar Jar gotta was be, Ray's father, so I would have been all about it. It's got to be Ray Jar Binks. 
We said Ray Jar Binks. We said Ray Jar Binks. Ray Jar Binks. That being the ending line would be incredible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. So we moving. So that's our moment. Ray Jar Binks. So um, we're on to quotes. All right. I'm glad to start off two categories in a row. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's not true. All right. So for quotes, I, I actually do have something in the vein of Johnny's list as my last one, which I'll get to. Wait till this list. <laughs> I bet I bet we have a crossover. Um, so the first one I have is the reason that we're doing this show today, and that is May the Force Be With You. Um, they say it in a, in a few different ways, but like that is the most iconic line that people read from Star Wars over and over, um, first said in A New Hope. Disagree. So gonna go with that one i think that should definitely make it the other one i have is yoda uh do or do not there is no try uh again i think horseshit from yoda yeah i (laughs) I think those two to me are like locked i would find it pretty hard to keep both those off the list um that that's been used a million times it's i think it's i think it is um it's one of the moments that makes yoda so memorable is that is just having the quotes like that and teaching teaching luke uh, and that's kind of the encapsulation of it Next one I have is one personally that is I've used probably the most out of all of them and just that I love hearing from Vader because Vader has some of the best Misa lines. Misa Jar Jar. Yeah, Misa uh, Darth Vader. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's, to me, it's Vader's most repeatable line, um, and that is, I find your lack of faith disturbing um, in the kind of council of people when they aren't believing in the, in the Force and the Sith ways. It's a uh, quotable line. Yeah, it's one of the most quotable lines personally um and i could find some other ones that maybe are more iconic but vader i think has to be represented because he has some of the best kind of one-liner lines and that's my favorite and the last one and the last one for the controversial thing uh, that is repeated more than it probably ever should is i hate sand i hate sand it's rough (laughs) coarse and gets everywhere from attack of the clones from anakin because it is Spoiler, one of the worst. The one is the worst. It is one of the worst written lines and worst delivered lines I've ever heard, and it gets <clears> memed <throat> and and made fun of and and parodied a million times over, um, and it's become a fun joke. Uh, and it represents the prequels. So there you go. Spoiler alert! All four of my quotes from the prequels. <laughs> <laughs> is it? it it's over, Anakin. I have the high ground. Don't spoil my list. <laughs> All right. Tr- Tristan, what do you got? Up, oh, I'm up. I have my first one here, which is, I think, a staple and the reason that we're all here. So I want to represent that as my reasonable choice on this list. So it's the one that yeah, I think needs, be with you. needs to be on here. It's May the Force be with you, of course. Uh, my second is one from A New Hope. And it's an iconic Luke line that I quote a lot more than I probably should. And it's, I was going to go to Tassie Station and pick up some power converters. Why do you quote that? What are you, what are you thinking of power, power Somehow I find ways to work that into conversations, you know. My next quote I have is one from uh, the movie Revenge of the Sith. You guys have seen that one. And it's, it's over, Anakin. I have the high ground. Just got mentioned awesome. earlier, but I think yeah. memeable. I think it's a part of a hugely great monologue. So if I really could include like Obi Wan and Anakin's whole final interchange, there I would, because I feel like I could quote that like on command right now. 
and retroactively makes the Phantom Menace fight worse. (laughs) (laughs) So you definitely got to get that on there. I think that kind of embodies the prequels too, so that's my pick for that because there's so many good prequel memes just based off of that one alone. And my last pick here is a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I think it's not said by a character, but I think it's the opening crawl. It's the opening line of Star Wars, and I think it's one that people all know from Star Wars. So that's my pick for my last one. All right, so that's the only person that I feel like took this list seriously. I I only had one that said... What are you talking about? (laughs) So for the, obviously this kickoff, I have made the force be with you because you have to. Then I have uh, one we've kind of talked about this moment before, but I just have uh, no, I am your father. Great Darth Vader line, probably the second most iconic line in all of Star Wars. Yeah, but everyone thinks it's Luke. Luke. I am your father. Yeah, yeah well, so people are telling me quotes it wrong, so I I also agree with that. Like yeah. I, I moved it from quotes to moments because I feel like it's an entire moment more than a yeah. quote. But yeah. And then so one and then so one of the from the Disney era that's probably the most popular quote from the Disney era era I have this is the way from the Mandalorian. Uh yes. well never heard it. Well, Doesn't say it in that show very much. <laughs> okay. I, my my favorite quote from that is I have spoken. Yeah. Is that the one with the baby Yoda that's in better. it? Yeah. And then uh finally the one like may the force be with you that gets said throughout all of the movies it's said in each movie is i've got a bad feeling about this yeah it's one that was gimmicky to me but i like it it's fun i only like lines from uh last jedi yeah but in one of the movies they say i've got a good feeling about this i don't remember what that is uh solo yeah of course it was (laughs) um okay so here's my list we have a couple crossovers here and i'll start with those it's over, Anakin. I have the high ground. Obviously made my list. It's established, as Bobby mentioned, early on in the prequels that if you have the high ground, you can't possibly <laughs> let someone jump over your head and cut you in half. So they did a good job of foreshadowing to that line. Um, again, they also foreshadow well to this line because there's so much sand in the movies. I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating, and it gets everywhere. And just one of the best run-on sentences of all time. Um, love to see it. Great delivery. I think if the prequels are known for anything, it's their performances and dialogue and delivery. So I wanted to really encapsulate that with my list. So my next one is, from my point of view, the Jedi. <laughs> um, you know, just just not on the nose at all. I think it's a very subtle, um, you know, character motivation for Anakin. Really says all you need uh about why he becomes Darth Vader in one line. And then I have um, something that I was yelling at Bobby earlier. Do it. Do it. My favorite quote from all the Star Wars, my favorite Star Wars meme, Palpatine. Do it. Do it. It's amazing. I love it. It's so fun. And I think it deserves a space on this Mount Rushmore. Uh, Palpatine's clearly super evil face saying, do it. Love to see it. So that's my my four quotes. I love that list, Johnny. I also if if I Bell was in the movie, it would have made it, but I didn't want to count a trailer moment. I consider so, now this is pod racing. Great moment from the prequel. Now this uh, is pod racing. <laughs> I'm I'm shocked there's no pod racing moments that have been mentioned until now. Honestly, yeah. I actually like the, the Bulba, uh, might come up later. The Bulba. The Bulba. <laughs> 
So yeah, that's my uh, four. And I think that locks in too. Uh, <laughs> because we have crossover on I don't like sand and it's over Anakin and I have the high ground. I agree. I and also make it. For at least a legitimate line, we also have locked in May the Force be with you. Yes. Well, of course. That is locked. Um I, I, I like obviously because I had it, I, I like the sand line, but that's just me. I um, personally, <laughs> if I were to pick an Anakin line, it would be from my point of view, the Jedi are evil, because that's just so funny to me that that's so, like a well, real line. That is that is a uh, line that is like, what is what is Anakin's motivations? Well, from his point of view, the Jedi are evil, and he just says it instead of <laughs> instead of like insinuating it. It's like ad lib line about your motivation. And then he just yeah, runs it off the page, and they're like, "Yeah, roll with it." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that's a great one. I think we definitely got to pick at least one that embodies like the whole prequel meme era of Star Wars. Yeah. I, think okay. I also think we are, we like, have to have do or do not. There is no try, Star right? Wars. No, that, really I hate that one. Do, you got to go do it. Not your do or do not. There is no try. It's just bad advice. Motivation. Yeah. That, that, no. It's like Mine is good advice, and yours is terrible advice. Do it or not? Are we talking iconic or are we talking annoying? Do it, Nike. Just do it. He literally should be sponsored yeah. by Nike. Um, I, a whole company was built out of that line. I'm sure that's canon. Yeah, that, that's um, how they got their slogan. Yeah, yeah, Nike, not, famously not around until the mid-2000s. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, so what are we actually going with here? I don't even... I, I think it's an, I think it's up for debate. I think um, you have to go I Hate Sand or I Have the High Ground. And out of those two, well, what are we feeling? Joe, as the only one to not have any of those on your list, what would okay, you... Okay, so what, so what are my choices? Sand it's, and High I Ground. I Don't Like Sand and I Have I don't the like High Ground. I Don't Like Sand. For team. me, I would go with I Don't Like Sand over... Uh, yeah, I think that is just a famous meme... Yeah, it's I think the whole final media. interchange between Obi-Wan and Anakin is really great, but if you're talking single quotes, I think the I don't like sand thing is a much better like single quote that gets mentioned all the time. And it's like the original bad prequel quote that kind of got spun off <laughs> into all these other bad yeah. prequel quotes, but I think that's the one that started yeah. it all, you know? That was like a meme before meme like was a word, so that just yeah, for sure. on the internet. It was like that and Anchorman quotes for the entire internet until social media. Mm-hmm. So what do we have so far? May the force be with you in sand. And Ray Skywalker. <laughs> no, we don't. I think those are the only two that we have locked right now, yeah. right? What about I mean, when uh, they say on your left and then the whole army shows up? Is that does he say that? I thought he basically said he does I mean he does That's when the right. way until he says that, right? He comes up and he says, They paid me ten million dollars for this and then he leaves. Yeah. yeah. Um, right, so we have no other I don't think there's any other crossover. I mean, I'm I'm personally rooting for the Tashi Station one. Same. It would really fit alongside mine. No. And um, let's see. I, I, I would actually. I would for. pull for a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I think it's the first line of Star Wars. Is the first thing you see in all but of Star a, Wars. Yeah, yeah but no one says it though. Right. People, Again, people we've, rep- we've, basically, Wars, we've represented this. Like yeah, moment. we've represented this as the in the crawl though. I would call the I would call the crawl with the fanfare a moment, but I wouldn't call it a quote if it's not said. But quotes um, can come from books, and those aren't said either. True. So I disagree yeah. with your logic on that. 
True. That's a fair point. Yeah, but so I think that is. I mean, that's the most famous quote. That's just as iconic as "May the Force Be With You," if not more iconic. Yeah, and I think anytime anybody parodies Star Wars and stuff like that, like TV shows and other movies and anything else, like that's the thing they parody. Like they parody like, oh, a long time ago on a galaxy far, far. They'll parody like, oh, in a city close to you and. Uh, yeah. Job boring, whatever they'll do, like whatever kind of parody and of like that the, line, yeah. And the of these parody shows, yeah. so I think it's a very, very iconic quote. I like in a city close to you and a job boring, it's <laughs> a good quote. <laughs> in a city close to you and a job boring, yeah. <laughs> thinking of my own life, you know. Yeah, all right, I'm good with that. I, it is iconic, like I, I, you know, if we're counting it as a quote, then that is like one of the most iconic things in Star Wars, so all right. Then that brings us to our fourth spot, which our contenders are This Is The Way, No, I Am Your Father, I've Got a Bad Feeling About This, I Was Gonna Go To Tashi Station Pick Up Some Power Converters, um, uh, I Find Your Lack Of Faith see. Disturbing, I Find Your Lack Of Faith Disturbing, and Do Or Do Not There Is No do Try. Do Or Do Not There Is No Try, That's Bad Advice, and um, from my point of view, The Jedi Are Evil. <laughs> <laughs> to really round out a strong list there. What about Jedi saying, I'm the mole. I'm the spy, right? I'm the spy. I'm the spy. I forgot about that. They really did his character dirty. I don't know why. Because Ryan Johnson turned him into because people because Ryan Johnson said, well, they didn't really take him seriously in Force Awakens, so I'm just going to turn him into like the weakest character ever. And then they were like, well, now everyone hates him, so we have to kill him. <laughs> I love it. You know, I, what about um, any of that opening dialogue in The Last Jedi of the phone call? Just classic comedy. Really yeah. good slapstick yeah. there. Really good. Yeah, yeah good. Uh, Yo, my um, joke, basically. <laughs> fitting in. I feel like. What about maybe... Droid, please? I considered that as well. Droid, please. Droid, please. Roger, Roger. Roger. Roger, Roger, Roger. What about just R two D two beeping? No, no. Can we count that? That's a sound which I love, but it's not a quote. I think We're... it's a quote. If you were to quote R two D two, that's what you would say. Okay, then you may as well do Chewy. What about the Jawas being like? Now we're talking. <laughs> yeah, he has there you go. yeah, that's a good quote. Okay, okay. Now we're on to something. No, <laughs> I just need to go down this rabbit hole. <laughs> I, 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 would, I personally would fight for this as the way. We haven't shown Mandalorian any love, and it's basically the biggest thing in Star Wars right yeah. now. Yeah. I'd be okay with that. Mandalorian we're not doing bad, movies. but I feel like we're doing live action like TV shows and things that are outside of the movies in one in a couple yeah. categories here and there. So I think this is the way yeah. is the thing that kind of embodies Mandalorian. I'd be good with that because the kind of the new I think yeah. the TV shows are going to be some of the That's, biggest yeah things going yeah, in Star Wars for a while. Movies. I only care about TV shows. Now. Yeah, so I'd be good with this is the way because we have a mix of legitimate quotes that are like from the original trilogy but we could go through a bunch of them we already have two basically on there so all right so that brings us to the end of our all-time star wars quotes being (laughs) may the force be with you a long time ago in a galaxy far far away both iconic but nowhere near as iconic as i don't like sand it's coarse and rough and irritating and it gets everywhere. Just a well-delivered uh, line there from a star of remake of Jumper, uh, Hayden Christensen. Um, and then... Um, it needs a comeback. You know, we're quoting him now. One, one of these, is on the Mountain Rush one of these things is not like the other. 
And this is the way from The Mandalorian. Very exciting choices. No one had a better list than me. And I would say two of mine should have made it. Tristan, I respected a couple of his choices. Um, all right, so I don't know. Uh, We're up to vehicles next, next vehicles to Tristan. Yeah. That's me. We're on vehicles. So for my vehicles, I considered it a bit because I wasn't sure what the line was for vehicles on some of the things. So I'm curious what you guys did. But if there's one or two I want to bring moves, up at the end. It's a vehicle. That, mm-hmm. Is it a vehicle? Is it not a vehicle? We'll see. What if it's an animal? That's not a vehicle. I don't my think. first pick is, what of course, the one that I think is a staple and I feel like it'd be hilarious not to have it on there is a Millennium Falcon. I feel like if anything about these Star Wars, it's a Millennium Falcon. And if we're making a Mount Rushmore, that's gotta be on there. Whether or not I love I mean it's a really cool looking ship, so I feel like it's cool too, but if you're just talking embodiment of Star Wars, it's the Falcon. It's fine. My next pick is one that I think is a villain pick and I think it also embodies Star Wars in a lot of ways because it seems like it was made to sell toys. And I think it also transcends eras between uh, TV and movie and everything else. That's uh, Slate of One, the Boba Fett ship. I think we uh, has that really incredible scene in Attack of the Clones where they had those seismic charges. I know uh, we were talking in chat about maybe doing weapons, and that was one that came up in weapons. But, yeah, that's something that I always remember the sound of just, like, it echoing through my ears of those seismic charges. So I feel like Slate One has a shot on this list. I have another... Uh, good guy ship. It's the X-Wing. I think if you're talking iconic ships, I love the X-Wing. I think I've debated forever about getting an X-Wing tattoo. I have a Rebels insignia tattoo on one arm, but I've talked about an X-Wing tattoo, and I feel like it's that shot of the X-Wings opening up and going into attack formation and attack in uh, the original Star Wars and that trailer shot. It's just such an iconic moment, and I think the X-Wing goes between so many eras. I just really think it's a really cool-looking iconic ship. And for my fourth one, I picked the Razor Crest from Mandalorian. I think it's a very cool-looking ship, and I think when it gets blown up in Season 2, it's kind of a big, iconic moment. You feel that it's almost like a death of a character. So I think when you watch something like Rise of Skywalker and they're too afraid to blow up the Falcon, they're too afraid to damage Luke's X-Wing, you know, like I'm like, oh, look, they blew up this ship. You know, after two seasons building it up, they're just going to blow it up. And that's a pretty cool moment for me. So I picked that for Razor Crest for my fourth one. All right. Yeah, there we have some of the same and some of the ones I left off uh, for specific reasons. But obviously, like Tristan said, you got to have the Millennium Falcon. It embodies Star Wars. So that's my first one. Uh, and then I went with uh, the AT-AT because I feel like I wanted to represent all the ground ships. And then there were a lot of uh, vehicles that kind of spawned from the AT-AT, whether it's the AT-ACT or the AT-ST or the Gorilla Walkers from The Last Jedi. So I kind of wanted to represent the ground vehicles, and I thought that was the most iconic of them. Uh, And then also, like Tristan, I had the X-Wing. And then the answer to the X-Wing from my fourth spot, I have the TIE Fighter, because it was kind of the OG villain ship. And those are are my four. Joe, list your really, really, really bad list. AT-AT, X-Wing, and TIE Fighter. What did I miss? Wait, what? AT-AT, X-Wing, and TIE Fighter? Uh, Millennium Falcon. Okay, I figured. All right. And now we get to my list. Oh, no. And unfortunately, there really aren't any funny vehicles. I wanted to go all pods um, from the pod racing scene, but that was a lot I'd of effort. Go so with, I made uh, a legitimate... Baseballs or something. Yeah, I made a, I made a, a, a real list. Um, I went with 
the Millennium Falcon. Boring. Um, I went with specifically Luke's X-Wing, um, but the X-Wing. Um, I went with the Slave One, and I went with the Death Star. That's a fucking vehicle, and no one has that on their list, and that's the most iconic thing. Yeah. And I really considered the uh, the like Naboo ships from Episode One because those are like I think really beautiful, like the and silver, cool. shiny, the, the, the gold ones, the, oh, like, the gold, gold ones. Oh, like oh, the three things. Yeah. I think those are like super well designed. Um, but overall, I can't say that that's more iconic than any of the ones on on my list. Um, I was I I had time for ATAT, but I went Death Star instead. So Bobby, what do you got? Well, my list is going to be boring because I have Joe's list. Um, I have the Millennium Falcon. We can't have it without it. I have the X Wing. Um, and if, if, even if you want to specify Luke's, I mean, the, I think you have to have. I think Millennium Falcon, X Wing, and Tie Fighter should for sure be on the list. Those are like the most iconic. But you know, Tie hero and villain. No, those yeah, are, I feel like Tie Fighter like trash. Bad, to me, if I not have that to, they look bad, but they're just the most yeah. useless. They're like the stormtrooper. Stormtrooper. They're fast. Oh, and when you think of Star they're, Wars they're ships, more... you think of like ten things before you think of Tie Fighter. At least for me, like Tie Fighter is not know, like the top me. five of iconic ships for me. Yeah, and but I I do want to fight for like the ATAT. I think those are. Such a cool yeah. ground vehicle, like Joe said, and they're um, the scale, the mat, like the massive scale that it shows when you have them on Hoth and everything. It's it's very different than anything else that we've seen in, as and far we as could vehicles. Have seen something with legs being tripped yeah. by white. But they're, yeah, they're I'll white. agree to ATAT. I, I didn't even think yeah. of that as a vehicle, but I think that's such a really yeah. a, a opening like action sequence yeah. there in that first act is so incredible, and I think that embodies that whole movie. So I think ATAT yeah. is a good pick. Yeah. Um, and the Death Star, I just didn't counter as a vehicle it's a space station I mean, and it's a weapon a it's a space station and weapon it really doesn't it, i mean it can that move but it's it, it's yeah you know I, like, I i have time for i mean i don't know okay if i'm going for villain ships i would pick a star destroyer way before i pick a tie fighter tie fighters are basically like i get the maybe the look is iconic but it'd be like if you made a list of like um like Mount Rushmore of like the Avengers, and you went with like the little foot soldiers in every movie that are just disposable. Like, Kobe Smallways. Like, well, like if you went with like the aliens yeah. that invade New York in the original Avengers <laughs> See, or my... Ultron's minions, like but that the sound, what the, the sound of them, is. the sound of them when you hear them coming in, they, they did a really good that's one of the things they did really well in the new trilogy is establish how kind of terrified people get when they hear the sound of a TIE fighter coming in and really emphasizing it. And to me, like, I, I actually do. I like TIE fighters better than you do, apparently. But um, I, I think that it is it is the villain ship, basically. Even, like, Vader's, is it's a TIE fighter, like, his, you know, that he's in most of the time. It's a, it's a you know, a little different. Same with Kylo. They have, like, different versions of it, but it's all a I want to... I want to advocate for the Slave One too because it's not like a yeah, generic ship. It's a single individual like ship. It's this one iconic individual ship that transcends prequels. It transcends uh, the animated shows. Even it goes throughout this all these eras. And I think Tie Fighter shares like, <laughs> but there's no single iconic individual Tie Fighter. And I think Slave One is this one yeah. for talking iconic vehicles. Yeah. This is like a one singular iconic vehicle that I think stands exactly. out more than just a list of soldiers that get blown up in a couple scenes, you know? Yeah, yeah. My the thing with the TIE Fighter, like I said, like it's the foot soldier. It's in every movie because it's just like the okay, that's what the villains do. 
Slave One is a ship that survived. It was in the original trilogy. It was in the prequels, and it's in the Mandalorian. And that's just one ship. It's not like that is just every bounty hunter has the same thing. And I think when you're going, it's like the Millennium Falcon that survived because it's iconic. It's not like every hero just has a Millennium Falcon. And like the X-wing, you at least see like you know Luke has his X-wing. You see it get pulled out in, in the swamp. Like there's some more to it than it's just the super generic ship that all the good guys drive which yeah like- what i like about the having luke's x-wing and slave one versus just tie fighter and x-wing is that you're getting iconic individual specific vehicles not just like a, a type of vehicle that's cool looking you have like this individual one thing that's cool that stands out and is iconic rather than just something that is there you know yeah th- even though i don't or you go ahead joe my thing is like i feel like your points for um slave one are kind of the same points for the Millennium Falcon, like I really don't know what the what Slave One brings that the Millennium Falcon doesn't already represent. If I were to make a change to my list, it would be if we wanted to go Luke specific X Wing over just the X Wing in general, and then I would pull the Tie Fighter off and put uh, the Death Star on because I was going back and forth throughout the day between uh, the Tie Fighter well, I, and I the do Death agree. Star. Bobby is right though. I I have it as a vehicle, but. It is a space station. It just because it's in space, like you don't yeah. see it. Flying. It doesn't move. You don't it's see a space it station and a so weapon. It might not be <laughs> yeah. considered like an actual vehicle. So I'm cool with that coming off. Um, the other thing I considered was uh, like a speeder bike. Yeah, but I I did, yeah that's what uh, Spinner Fifty Eight said as well. The yeah, land speeders from a turn of the bike or Maybe the Star Destroyer. Because I think Star Destroyer captures like the scale of these yeah. massive. I'm okay with Star Destroyer. I'm okay with the opening of a new hope is a Star Destroyer. Like that's the first thing you see in Star Wars. You know, and they make fun right? of it in Spaceballs. They're just going on endlessly, yeah, endlessly, like endlessly. five minutes of a ship <laughs> never ending. Yeah, oh. I'd be okay with that change. Of taking what off. Oh. Tie fighter and put yeah. it on the star yeah. destroyer. Yeah, I'm okay with that. But, but I still like the ATATs more than I would. Um, I, I like the ATATs, but yeah, I think like, ATAT mm-hmm. is good. I wanted one that embodies like a villainous ship, so I think maybe star star destroyer for having a villainous yeah. ship. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like the slave one because that is like you mentioned. Okay, like the Tie Fighter, Star Destroyers, all this. It's the only ship. Yes, you see Kylo fly one time in a TIE Fighter. You see the little differences of Vader's TIE Fighter. But Slave 1 is the only, like, villain ship that stands the test of time. It's not like that awful, like... Look at the difference of the Slave 1 compared to, like, Count Dooku's fucking sailing ship or whatever the fuck (laughs) awful uh, look they designed for that. Like, the Slave 1 stands the test of time, and it's the only villain-specific ship that does it. But you can show, as far as, like, iconic things... And if you're doing Mount Rushmore, if you show someone who has never seen Star Wars the Slave One, they won't know it's from Star Wars necessarily, but they will know what an ATAT is. They'll know what the Millennium They've Falcon is. They've never seen Star Wars. Why would they know that that's from Star because, Wars? Because it's in pop culture. It's just in people know what it is because yeah. it's in everything. So that's what I would say. The Slave One hasn't really penetrated. It, Star Wars fans think it's really cool. But it's not in a lot of things. What's this it's list, Bobby? Is this no, but Mount Rushmore it's, of but it's, um, Star, Wars Star Wars in general? Like, who's going to go check out a Star no. Wars Mount Rushmore? Fans of Star Wars no, no. or people that but have I do think you want to have one spot that kind of represents like the fan favorite spot. You know, yeah. like, cause you have these not, things, it's not spot. even a fan favorite thing. Yeah, because it's been shown the most in Mandalorian now. It wasn't 
like it was hardly seen in the original trilogy. It was in it was in the prequels a little bit, but I, I don't know. I, it doesn't stand out to me as a Mount Rushmore. It's a cool ship. I like the yeah. ship. It's it's fun, but I don't think it stands out as yeah. Mount Rushmore. I mean, I I will say maybe the ATAT deserves it over it, but I don't know. It, it's tough because, like I said, like I tend to go towards like more specific. Yeah. Like the Millennium Falcon, it's you know it's known as Han's ship. Like if that shows up, you're gonna see Han. If Luke, and Luke you see in the X-wing, you know, and you have his specific yeah. one. And uh, the other one we went with was uh, wait, did we go with Star Destroyer? Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so what do we have so far? We have X-wing, Millennium Falcon, and Star Destroyer. I was thinking between either Star Destroyer or Slave One, and I thought we settled on Star Destroyer, but if we're still debating okay. on Slave One. So our last spot then is let's okay, let's throw out Slave One. I think that's a good ship, but let's let's get rid of it. I do that. too. But so it comes down to the ATAT, the TIE Fighter, or the Death Star, but I think that is a yeah. space. Yeah. So I mean, I, my, my, my argument for the ATAT is I like it's so iconic that it spawned, it spawned like designs of other vehicles that could potentially make the like someone could put ATSD on the list, and I considered it, but it is a derivative of the ATAT. So yeah, I debated on the speeder bike too because that's a really iconic scene. But I think it's yeah. more of like the costume design yeah. of the stormtrooper more so than the speeder bike because you could show the speeder bike and it could be from like any sci-fi thing. But I think the ATAT is like. Only Star Wars has had something that looks exactly like yeah. that. You see that, and you think of the poster, you think of the opening scene. So I think it's pretty iconic. What about Anakin's pod? To, to me, like that's the thing of like him. I, I've seen that movie a bunch of times. But if you had asked me to draw it right, like a basic design, I don't know if I could really. I know it's, it's small. It's, it's and blue and yellow and things, and it has a pinkish. Yeah, uh, like I used to have a pod racing game. And yeah, I could be... my favorite ones. And that, that was year. what I almost considered. So that was is super iconic though. It has like the it's like yeah. the giant one that like sucks in the yeah. other yeah. wings and destroys them. Like that one's pretty cool. Yeah, that was the reason I didn't include the Mandalorian ship because I'm like I kind of have a general idea of what it looks like. But if you ask me to draw it, yeah, I mean, I not that I'm not you. the best drawer, but you. like I could yeah. I could have a general idea, but nothing great. Like all these other ones, I'm like, okay, I know exactly right. what that looks like. Star Wars is hard because there's the vehicles. I think are one of the biggest standouts of Star Wars. I think especially in the original yeah. trilogy, there's so many cool looking ones, and even the prequels have yeah. some cool looking ones and. I think it was hard to narrow it down. I even thought of like Luke's speeder, but little his like speeder like cart thing that he drives around in the New Hope. Yeah. I thought that was a pretty cool looking thing, and just like this little small scale like talk about the world building of Star Wars mm-hmm. and the and that kind of stuff, yeah. the lived in world. Would, the vehicles um, are just fascinating it, in this. Would Baby Yoda's uh, crib thing count as a vehicle? <laughs> no. Why not? Because it's like uh, it's you like, might as well. Would you... You might as well count Han and Carbonite as a vehicle because that's the exact same yeah. thing. It just like floats and <laughs> someone else controls it. Jabba's okay. barge could have been considered. That was a kind of cool looking vehicle. Yeah. That was a cool one. Yeah. All right. Without the so AT-ATs, that... though, Ant- Ant-Man would have killed all of Team Iron Man. So. <laughs> True. Okay, let's let's move on. Our consensus for the vehicles of Star Wars Mount Rushmore, um, the Mummy and Falcon... The X-Wing, the AT-AT, and the Star Destroyer. And that brings us to our second to last one, which is... Musical songs. themes. Yeah, 
musical theme song. Yeah, score. Yeah, whatever. Yep. All right, so I'm kicking this one off. So my four, I have the main intro. It's the opening of basically every uh, saga movie. Everybody knows it. It's been parodied a billion times. Uh, My next one, I have the Force theme slash binary sunset. It plays anytime anyone does anything cool with the Force, and it's also the song that plays when Luke looks off at the sunset in uh, A New Hope. Can you hum it for me? Because I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Wait, that's not just the main Star Wars theme? No. I think those are the same song. No. No. I can play them, but... Let's and then, and then third, obviously you have to have the uh, Imperial March. Do you need that um, one, Johnny? I know <laughs> that one. And then I realized I messed up my list, so I'm changing it on the fly. Uh, I forgot an obvious one. I'm going with Duel of the Fates as my fourth fourth slot. I really hate that list, Joe. <laughs> I, I will say, looking down at my list, I had uh, the Mandalorian theme as my fourth slot until I realized I forgot Duel of the Fates. So I'm like, that's. I don't it, even that's... know what the fucking Mandalorian theme is. It's really close to the Rocky theme. I'll say that. Someone did a mashup one yeah. time, and you realize how similar they actually are. Hmm. Um, but yeah. All right. Those are my so four. I went with the one that I thought was the same as the other one. The um... I thought they were both part of each other, Joe's first two, but I went with the Star Wars theme. So that could honestly mean either one of those. Um, So I'll say that's either or, whatever your favorite is. Um, I went with the Imperial March. I went with Duel of the Fates. And I went with Star Wars, (laughs) Star Wars, the uh, SNL Lounge Bill Murray song about Star Wars. Um, I think is uh, the most iconic song about Star Wars, and I took it literally as songs, and I wanted to find a one with lyrics, and that was the only real option because Weird Al has some, but none of them are as uh, as catchy. You um, didn't go with the I'm Han Solo song, the one that was oh, in the Star Wars connection. The Jason Derulo one. I was gonna Jason go with Derulo like song. the. Uh, I was gonna go with whatever in the Christmas special. They have a lot of songs or the holiday special. Yeah. I was going to go with either Leia singing or uh, Jefferson Starship has a song in there, but honestly, who's to say that those don't, you know, deserve their own Mount Rushmore one day? All right. Well, <laughs> well, I cross over all four with technically both of your lists since Johnny put two songs wow, as one. Song. <laughs> Johnny put two songs as one. I thought those were the same song. No, they <laughs> I thought that was just the beginning of the other. No. So because of that, yeah, you have to have the main theme. You have to, I don't, I don't like, this was the easiest thing I wrote four down right away. I wrote the Mando theme as an honor, uh, honorable mention because I really like it. But you have, have to have the main theme, Imperial March, the Force theme, Binary Sunset, and Duel of the Fates. Uh, there's, I don't think we really should discuss it too much, but yeah. Yeah. there's a lot of great pieces of music in Star Wars. Star Wars. Those are the best for sure. So I have a I couple that I want to I want to fight for. So There's, there's a lot of honorable mentions. Yet. No. All right. I'm interested because there wasn't really any funny options to go with for songs, which was disappointing. So you didn't go with I Jedi Rocks, it. and I'm disappointed in you. I don't, I honestly don't even know what the fuck that is. So <laughs> I, I well, we that. we're not over yet, Joe. We're not over yet. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm proud of you already. <laughs> oh, no. 
Okay, so for my top one, I have the one that Joe mentioned that Joe, uh, Johnny totally forgot existed, and it's the force theme, the binary sunset theme. I think I almost, almost put that in my Literally moments. I think that's an in incredibly powerful moment of Star Wars. Sunset. Really? Never <laughs> heard of that. What is that? The, the two suns is the first time that song is played when, when Luke is looking out over the two suns, and that it became the force theme, but it mm-hmm. was called Binary Sunset on the uh, original soundtrack. Mm, crazy. The more you know. The more you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I have the force theme slash uh, what I just said on there. And the next song that I have on here is it's gotten mentioned a handful of times already. It's one of the obvious picks. I I almost debated on taking it off just because I didn't want to talk about it because it was boring. But it is this Duel of Fates. I feel like it embodies the prequels and I think it's the one thing out of Phantom Menace that such a boring movie but everybody's like well the Duel of Fates is so good so that kind of stands out my next pick here is one that I thought would be on somebody's list maybe at least Johnny's but it's the Cantina song from New Hope when that band's playing that jazz Cantina song you know that gets paid a lot lot. I I take off the Star Wars theme because I don't know it and I'm gonna go with that that one I know that one I know immediately if you tell me the the Cantina song, I can picture it. I don't know what the fuck these other things are. So I'm switching Star Wars theme. Take it off. I'm going uh, Cantina song. And my last pick here is one that I'm not going to even argue really for the list, but I wanted to give a shout out here to like the one singular piece of music from the sequel trilogy that I thought was pretty good. Ray. And it's Ray's theme from The Force Awakens. I think it's a pretty yeah. good theme. Yeah. And I think when it comes towards back in the end, it kind of mixes in with the Jedi steps and that finale kind of whole uh, interlude there towards the end is really good. So I think Ray's theme is the one kind of uh, motif out of all the sequel music that was actually pretty good before they just became like, oh, let's rehash everything over and over again with music-wise until yeah, it all just loses its meaning, that. you know? But I think Ray's theme is the one song that stands out yeah, yeah, I don't is. think it stands out because I don't remember it. But yeah, exactly. I do not remember it. Um, so the battles in the beginning. Yeah, it's a good song. Um, all right, so I think uh, we have our locks: the Cantina song, the um, <laughs> the Jefferson Starship song, <laughs> the Holiday Special, Great whatever pick. Jedi Rocks is, and um, obviously. Star Wars. Any any song from Spaceballs, maybe the little alien singing at the end when he bursts out of the guy's chest and does the little Warner Brothers frog song. Come on, my darling, come on, my baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that one should make. It. <laughs> We're not going to go with Jason, the uh, the Blink One Eighty Two song about Star Wars. They have that one song, New Hope. I think it's called some kind of Star Wars. Not aliens, song. Ex- oh, that that aliens exist. No, aliens yeah. exist. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but, Half of their songs are we aim to be this movie and just made a song about the plot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and for at least an album, Fall Out Boy is where let's quote a movie. But no one yeah. cares about Fall Out Boy, Bobby. All right. Oh, so, so what are our actual locks? I I honestly I mean it's going to be a hard to actually argue what are like the four that are not on mine and Joe's list yeah. to me. Yeah, the only one that's even same. close is the Cantina because it's uh, so different than the other ones, but I don't know what to take off. Yeah, same. I, I think the Cantina's binary binary sunset one. That one is so... 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's just you. the same thing with the theme. It's no, not it's at not. all. It's Star Wars theme. It's the it's same. Not. Everyone's like, oh yeah, yeah, that one. There are two different that songs. One song. I feel like the Force theme is unironically more iconic than the actual Star Wars theme is. So that's why I took off the Star Wars theme and put on the Force theme. I think it's carried out throughout because the the opening title sequence theme isn't like used that much in the actual movies itself. And I think the Force theme is used a lot to like enhance the emotion of certain scenes and really like build the characters in certain moments. So I think it's been used a lot better than the Star Wars theme has been. The one time I think of when I think of the Star Wars theme being used in the movie is in the worst possible scene in the whole uh, Star Wars saga at the end of the Rise of Skywalker when all those people show up and then the Star Wars theme kicks in. Like I don't think of good scenes in the with in the movies where the Star Wars theme is used versus the Force theme where it's used a lot and it's used well. Yeah, but when that theme kicks in at the start of yeah. every movie, you're you're hyped. You're like, we're gonna see some fucking Star Wars. Yeah, speak for your fucking self. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that music now would represent to me, oh god, I gotta sit through another one of these movies. Rather than I'm excited for Star Wars, so I think the Cantina song. No, I'd be hyped if I heard that in the, the Boba Fett fucking series. But are we really going to take off the, the star, the main theme of Star yeah, Wars? Yeah, like, what everyone knows. Like, there's no way. I will die on a hill for every song on me and Bobby's list. Right. I'm not going to. I'm not going to give them up. No. What are the four? So our, um, the four or whatever Bobby's and Joe's list. So we have the main Star Wars theme, then we have the Force theme slash Binary Sunset, then Imperial March and Duel of the Fates. Oh no, get rid of Imperial March. Duel of the Fates and yeah, Bobby's like bad guy battles. No, you don't yeah, need the Imperial think, March yeah. in there. Do that. What's Imperial March sound like? I never you know heard that it. one. <laughs> All right, I we know that song. Can't picture it. <laughs> are you picturing yeah. vader it was in your it was in your uh it was in my and it wasn't in mine but yeah um but now i can't picture it i'm not good with these music things apparently yeah, i don't give a shit about this category at all dual fates binary sunset imperial march star wars theme yeah cantina song no no right. cantina song. Cantina, cantina song is it's we'll fun, put it's like okay, honorable mention. here's here's honorable my mention. compromise you go to see the Mount Rushmore, and all of those are typed out on the mountain, but the Cantina song is always playing. Well, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you cantina that. Cantina song is there playing in the... That's the tourist theme. It's the tourist yeah, theme. Like, the, 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 the Cantina song is playing in the bar at the gift shop. Perfect. There we go. I'm going to give a shout out to Scum and Villainy Bar in Los Angeles. I Last May the 4th, a year ago, almost today, I was there for their May the 4th celebration, and... It was, well, you know, it was actually two years ago. I think about it, but it was last time it was normal, May 2019. I was there, and it's a it's a bar in LA that's totally recreated to be the Cantina from Moss Eisley. <laughs> so you walk through there, and it's exactly like that. And they played like the soundtrack, like the Cantina song plays while you're there. So it attached to me for a lot of memories. I used to go there a lot and just hang out and buy overpriced alcohol and talk to Star Wars nerds. It's where Kevin Smith does his podcast once in a while too. So he's been there before. But yeah, I, th- right. I agree with you guys, Liz, even though Cantina song didn't make it. Oh, there's there the go, March. There you go. Okay, now I remember. <laughs> I've never heard that one. Um, okay, so that brings us to the uh, the heavy-hitting category. Did we do non-human characters? Oh, we didn't cut that no, one. we didn't uh, include it. If uh, I, I could make something up on the fly, but no. <laughs> I mean, we have time. We're only an hour 20 in, but I feel like now it's kind of yeah. too derivative. Yeah. 
Okay, we're going to go characters here. Okay. And I start. So, here's my four. Number one, Jar Jar Binks. Obviously. <laughs> Gotta be Jar Jar. You need his head on a, on a Mount Rushmore. I went with Kylo Ren. Really just fleshed out well. Um, you know, best... Uh, Best written character in the in the franchise. I broke down butthole eyes. Um, <laughs> I think that is what they ruined Lupita Nyong'o with. Um, literally, you have the most beautiful actress in Hollywood, and you fucking give her butthole eyes. Goddamn for another animated time. Story for another time. Yeah. And then I wrote down Ben Line. Solo because, again, I just think you should represent Kylo twice because he's just <laughs> such a well-written character. Um, no, I actually did a four for this, um, because I think this is actually a fun discussion. I went number one, Darth Vader, number two, Luke Skywalker, number three, R2-D2, and number four, Princess Leia. I think you have to have the most iconic villain, the most iconic hero, the most iconic droid, and you can't fucking tell me that Princess Leia doesn't deserve to be on there, because Carrie Fisher, um, just her entire life and career... And everything because of Star Wars. Like I, I just think that is the four. But I have time for other names. Um, at first, I was like, "Oh, easy four, boom, boom, boom." And then I was like, "Well, this one and this one and this one." Like I, I think there are characters you can make arguments for, but I think those are the top that are the strongest four. So, Bobby, what do you got? I really like that list, and I had that exact list for a little while. I changed one out, went back and forth a couple times, so I can definitely be swayed on it, but. Um, I think you have to have Luke and Leia, uh, and you have to have Vader. I think those are needs, and it, it took a lot to not agree. also just put Han on the list, but I think Harrison Ford is al- just as or almost more iconic for Indiana Jones now, so if you're going to take out one of the originals... And for regarding him Yeah, so I took out Han. Um, R2-D2 is a great pick, but I had Yoda as the last one, the first kind of main teacher, um, and... If he didn't work, the entire movie that is now known as the best movie in the franchise by a lot of people doesn't work. Dumb people. Um, there's a that reason so that true. there's a there's a yeah <laughs> there's a reason that um, baby Yoda Grogu is so popular, and it's because of how popular Yoda is in the first place, and he's carried over over generations. So I really do like R two D two if we want to represent droids, but if we want to represent an alien character who's also a jedi master encapsulates the force and what a lot of people know like of the force yeah right so i have yoda yeah so i have luke leia vader and yoda Hmm. i have a couple ones that didn't get mentioned but i do have two that got mentioned already and I think, of course, you got to have Vader. I think I included, like, Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader. I think if you go just through, like, the prequels all the way to the original trilogy, that whole kind of, like, arc of a character, he's the one time you have, like, a... That might take him off the list. (laughs) Well, if you're talking Star Wars, you got to talk the whole saga. So if you're including Vader, you've got to include Anakin in the discussion with it, you know? So my number two, I have one that I mentioned a second ago, actually, and it's Baby Yoda. I want to represent... Uh, TV characters. No character in all of Star Wars went viral quite like Baby Yoda did. It brought in people who didn't even watch Star Wars before to be like, oh, I want to watch that one with Baby Yoda in it, you know? And I have friends who have watched like one Star Wars movie like 15 years ago, and they were like, oh, you heard of Baby Yoda, and they go and buy like Baby Yoda toys and stuff. So Baby Yoda, I think, penetrated pop culture in a way that I think is hugely significant for Star Wars. Yeah, fuck you, Yoda. 
I have next one. Yoda, Baby Yoda, and Yodel. <laughs> Yaddle? <laughs> Yaddle. My next one is one that could, uh, got brought up earlier, Princess Leia. I think you can't have a list without Leia on it, and I think Carrie Fisher embodies that character. I think she's a really powerful presence, and I think she's got to be on the list for that. And my last one is one that hasn't gotten mentioned on here yet, but I think deserves a spot, and it's Salacious B. Crumb, the wonderful little <laughs> cool guy from Return of the Jedi. Nice little character. You know, I started have... writing down... Um... Chewbacca, and then I crossed it off because I thought that's where you were going to go and say, then you know, what's the logistic? You fucking idiot. God damn it. <laughs> no, I, yeah, Chewie, I consider, I didn't, yeah, Slice of B. Crumb, not, not considered for my list, but he's got a good laugh. Yeah, that laugh, you know. Yeah. Cool look, cool Muppet style, you know, Slice of B. Crumb, make it on the list. They saw him at uh, Galaxy's Edge. You can buy stuffed in little toy versions of Slice of B. Crumb next to Yoda and next to everybody else. <laughs> I want it. I okay. We need to go there. We'll do an episode from there. All right, well, let's get on that. All right, so all right, Joe, hear it. All right, I'll say I only have one in common with the three of you, so should be. Uh, it sounds like you don't know about Star Wars. <laughs> so my first one are I obviously have Anakin slash Vader, kind of to re- represent the duality of you know the light and the dark side, but I also. I wanted to have basically the symbol of the light side, the prototypical Jedi, the Jedi that all other Jedi are based off of. I went with Obi-Wan Kenobi. And then kind of to represent the evil and the dark side, I went with someone that's in six of the movies and is kind of the big bad of the entire saga, and that's Palpatine. And then to to represent the kind of larger... I'm sorry. Yeah, we're on it. Can't do it. Completely ruined it. And then uh, to finally to represent like the bigger side of Star Wars, who does appear in live action, and I think has be- quickly become a big fan favorite character, and that's uh, Ahsoka. No, not happening. I like Ahsoka. I almost want to fight yeah. with you in favor of Ahsoka to be on the list. If we were including animated, then I think she would be on there for being the most iconic character to be created from that universe. But she's been in one episode of Mandalorian, and she, but she's yeah. getting her own show. Yeah, but it's not out yet. Yeah, it know. sounds like she doesn't have one yet. I'd almost um, wait for like Cobb Banth yeah. over Ahsoka because it's like, oh, this character, random He's character cool. from a book that became like a live action Ahsoka character. Ahsoka wouldn't even be in the top 30. Like if you went with live action, like it's not even close. Like no, it can't it's be. less than <laughs> pretty much the entire Jedi Council. It's less than Slacious like, Beacon in live action. But okay, <laughs> like Bobby said though, like we're not including animated. So like take away... Everything you know about her because of animated or books or Wikipedia, and the only thing that is represented on this mountain is her one episode of The Mandalorian, and you're going to tell me that that yeah. belongs. Yeah, but because I wanted to put her on because she represents the yeah. larger side of Star Wars outside of the it. movies themselves. So I understand it, but it just I think for our purposes of being wrong, way better. Fine. Yeah. Also, it, it should have been Slacious B. Crumb on the throne, not Bib Fortuna at the end. Of with course. The, Fat, that would have been a much better scene. <laughs> I want to see a fat Salacious B. Crumb. Yeah, but I don't want to see him get killed. That'd be sad. Salacious B. Crumb should really be like the leader of the Underworld, honestly. I think he's at the ultimate antagonist. He's basically the Snoke of, of the uh, TV shows, I think. So get ready for that. There we go. Um. Okay, so. <laughs> How the fuck are we? Okay. All right. I, I think I, Vader's so... a lock. I think all four of us had Vader, right? Yeah. Vader slash Anakin. Vader. 
And then three of us also had Luke and Leia. Yeah. I think. I didn't have Luke. Luke. I just had Leia. Two of us us had Luke. Three of us had Leia. Joe didn't have Luke or Leia. Luke Skywalker (laughs) sucks. He's like the worst character in Star Wars. Luke Skywalker's a whiny ass bitch. Yeah, but so is Anakin. Yeah, but... You guys keep mentioning him. Yeah, I don't think you can have a list without without Luke on there. I mean... Yeah, literally the most, like, like the lead of the movie. I think you don't Um, have Star Wars without Darth Vader. Nobody walked out of Star Wars like, oh, I love Luke Skywalker. Okay, well, here's my argument against Darth Vader. Vader. I Every single one of us has Vader, but my argument against Vader is he's the most pointless character in the entire um, franchise, and he's the lead of it. Like if you look at character motivations, his whole big moment is he turns to help Luke and kill the emperor, but then the emperor comes back. So Vader's entire like life was so meaningless as far as like all of this, like, yeah, he's a bad guy, but then he turns good kind of, but then like any like justification for his character is, is thrown out the door. So like they've killed Vader retroactively made his character a worthless pile of shit and you can't really say that with like luke like at least they gave luke a good send-off you know like leia same thing like maybe not a good send-off they didn't give luke out a great send-off because he comes back in rise of skywalker and just explains the plot of the last movie to ray mm-hmm. and then retcons the whole thing but that wasn't the send-off of his living character <laughs> like, uh, i don't even was... remember him being in he catches he catches the lightsaber as ray throws it as a forced ghost because he has to catch it and not throw it away and then god that would be so fucking bad can we okay burn it all down no mount rushmore of star wars (laughs) episode canceled ignore all of this that that fucking movie ruined that entire goddamn franchise i came so close to putting kylo ren on the list because i really think he's a great character except for this they would have concluded him really well i would have thought he was a character until rise of skywalker i I mean is the worst character in the history of the franchise but is entertaining because adam driver is great but his actual character is garbage it's horrible i would say i like his character that they wrote him for two movies (laughs) yeah except it was always obvious from day one you knew that he would be a good guy by the end of it and that made his character useless because not after after last or last maybe maybe for like a couple months after last jedi it's like oh they actually did the smart thing and he's just going to be the big bad of the the last movie but then as soon as they announced that J.J. Abrams was coming back, you're like, oh, no. Like, they, they aren't doing that anymore. So, like, it, even before anything from Rise of Skywalker came out, you knew that they were turning him good. And it was just like, well, his character. I don't think that's a bad numbers. thing, though. Like, we've said plenty of characters where you're like, oh, by, uh, by the end, they're going to turn around. That's just, like, what storytelling is. Though. Well, like, like, you, you know, can't. The change you by can't. The the story. It's such a fucking crime. Like, okay, Vader never was just like, I'm a good guy now. It was... You know, you're doing this to my son. I'm going to show, like, the little bit of light I have in me and sacrifice myself to save you. And then they retroactively made that meaningless. But it was never Vader doesn't fight alongside Luke at the end and he's, like, fully uh, a good guy or anything. Like, the the turn with Kylo what Ren the is... What is going I wanted to show you guys. I, oh, uh, is the worst thing ever. I, what the fuck did back in the day? Out. The hype of how the fuck did uh, you do that? Hype of Jedi. I went on a trip 
as Kylo Ren. I like traveled across the country yeah. in my Kylo Ren mm-hmm. costume. I made appearances at various places. <laughs> Here's me at Milwaukee Summerfest. Here's me at like a Midwest comic book convention in Kylo Ren costume. I, I like the um, bodysuit for, yeah, shirt, for shirtless yeah. Kylo Ren. Weird. It's that Kylo Ren travels on Instagram if you guys want to see more. He, stuff. I have a see, lot of stuff. The thing with him, like, I, I'm so impressed by Adam Driver because I think Kylo is such a, a, a bad, a poorly written character that he's so iconic because. First of all, they nailed the look. He looks great. And then, even though his lightsaber, like, they never explain why the fuck that has any reason to be what it is. It looks cool. He looks cool. And Adam Driver has a great performance. But, like, the love story of him and Ray is, like, the dumbest thing ever in these fucking movies. If you've seen the animated movies, if you've seen the animated, or if you watch the animated, they do... It doesn't matter. They, uh... They do kind of explain where that style of lightsaber. Came if from. you don't explain to me in the movie, then it does not matter, and it is not canon. Also, is is Kyber crystals cracked, which is why it's yeah. Uh, yeah but that's, that's yeah. Well, when do they say that in the movies? Who never? Star Wars is a saga, you know. It There's a lot of all things. Kinds of stuff. That's what I like There's about Star Wars. As far as I'm concerned, nothing matters outside of the movies. Like it's a movie universe. That's what happens. Animated book, whatever you want to tell me is canon. It's not real. And if you need that to enhance your movies, you have a bad franchise. Yeah. And it's that's, what I, that's what I hate about Star Wars. Those are the answers that we don't need in movies that are just kind of cool. Yeah, and then, they, but then, they made, then they made Han Solo, and it was every yeah. answer that well, we didn't need in movies yeah. put yeah. into a fucking movie. Oh, how did Han get his blaster? Oh, How so did he get the dice? How did he get his name? How did he meet Chewie? Oh, they wrestled in a pit, but then Han fucking did the sound and then they were friends like, yeah we got no solo no, that, that movie is so bad i am mad at joe that he likes that movie because that movie is just so bad well there's a lot so of i agree with you about most things but that's yeah. why joe loses on movie fight on, movie <laughs> fights. on our show on movie changer because joe's taste in movies is Fucking solo. All right, he so has ranked above. Can we get, can we get back to two characters because we're yeah. on a big diatribe now? Yeah, we All needed right. to. We had plenty of time left. I know, but I okay. I don't know how we can it's possibly Vader, Luke, Luke, Leia, and someone. That's what and I think. R two D two or Yoda. I and feel no like or, or Obi Wan. It's those three are in my head as the three that are contending for that. To part. me, I'm going to go with a wild card pick that no one had because I think we got to represent the non-human characters. But I'm going to go Chewbacca. That's my fourth. Everyone fucking loves Chewbacca. There's no. So they just be There's no this. fucking hate against Chewbacca. And I'd be good against. So I like the choice of Chewbacca and R2 because they're non-human. We have an alien, and we have. I think that's that part of why I had Ahsoka too. Is a droid. Like movies, like there's so many droids, and R2 is the most famous. And he's Can I make an movie. argument for a wild card that we haven't mentioned yet? Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Jar Jar Binks because he's no. a non-human character. I'm and he embodies a ton of division. No. He embodies the prequels a lot. No. He embodies no. Ten and Menace. He's in one of the eyes. What about Butthole Eyes? We haven't really had this conversation. Chewbacca's in every Star Wars movie except Solo or uh, except Rogue One. Yeah, except Solo. Yeah, no Rogue weird. One. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> What a twist! And fa- he's in well in Phantom Menace and Attack, but he's in the prequels, he's in the sequels, he's in the original trilogy, and he's in one of the spinoff movies. Yeah, but do you ever really see Chewbacca do? So is R two D two. R two is like the reason any of these missions even fucking work. And I think he's, part of what Star Wars is is making characters out of droids and stuff like that. That's kind of like part of yeah. what Star Wars. I'd, is I'd be up for R two. Yeah, I love Chewie, but I think R two because of 
to like Star Wars droids are um, everywhere. Like they created, uh-huh. you know, BB-8 because everyone they wanted a new R2D2 and that became yeah. a huge hit. So I'd I'd argue yeah. for that as the fourth. All right. Yeah, I agree. Every time we go to a con and there's like a life-size R2D2 or something, there's like hundreds of people that's going to get a picture with it no matter what they're doing and no matter what fandom they're part of. It's like R2D2 is like this really cool icon thing people like out of Star Wars. So I think it's a cool pick. Yeah. And I love Yoda, but R2 Sounds like someone here is so fucking smart at Star Wars. (laughs) I know my Star Wars guys. That's my entire list. What's up? (laughs) We've already had that a couple oh. times. Well, Joe and I had yeah. the song. Doesn't matter. Anytime that happened it. with you guys, it's because I fucked around. This time, I was like, all right, I'll make a list, and I won. So I win. I win the whole damn thing. Um, but I uh, am going to write down that Jar Jar made it over Darth Vader. I agree. He crosses over. He's Joe, you want to cross over characters? He's in the animation. He's in the books. You know, he has a good finale in Aftermath. Yeah, and R2-D2 Aftermath is still in the animation and the books. Yeah. And- I didn't say I'm taking That's off Darth I said I'm taking off Darth Vader. <laughs> Darth Jar Jar, the real, the real yeah. iconic villain of the franchise. Um, okay, so that brings our consensus characters to Luke Skywalker, the most iconic Jedi, Leia, the most iconic female character from the franchise, Darth Vader, the most iconic villain, and R2-D2, the most iconic droid for sure, and probably the most iconic non-human character. Um, and yeah, well, look at that. We made some good time today. Yep. Which I'm right. fine with. Unless you just right. want to just wing a random fucking category. I was no, going to say, I, think, I can have I my think, list of categories. I don't, run having a, I don't think having a shorter episode is a bad yeah. thing. Yeah. I mean, it's shorter I like, yeah. You got to be at least two and a half every time, guys. No. What are you doing? Bobby, Bobby and I have a lot of fucking work to do for next week. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Shout yes. out to Wicket. Should have gotten on there for non-human characters. Who? Look at the Ewok. 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 Oh. Don't Shout out to the Oh, I forgot. Songs. How did I not argue for fucking Yub Nub? Yub Nub. God damn it. Yub Nub was on my list, number five. That should have made it. Also, okay, so my question though is this. Was was Yub Nub or Yub Nub or whatever? Was that the original song, and then they replaced yeah. it, or was that the one they replaced it with? Yep, no. Yep, no. Was the original? I think it was the original. Yeah. yeah. Yep, that was the what original. celebration. Just like some other generic thing, like it's just a different song. Like it's, it's not even bad; song. it's just different, and then people get mad. Yeah. I, I think the only reason they guys. they had to change it is because they expanded to more locations, and like the song yeah. just didn't fit anymore, so they had to go. They just changed the song to fit the new locations. Right, and I can't believe that they actually added that song in Jabba's Palace. That is one of the most bizarre. Oh, Jedi Rocks is ever. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, I that, so that is Jedi Rocks. George Lucas yeah. is a fucking idiot. It's my yeah, least favorite. If we were, if we did a Mount Rushmore of least favorite moments, that's my number one because it like is the worst part of the entire original trilogy. Like, there's other, there's worse moments in movies, but there are worse moments in like worse movies, if that makes sense. Yeah, but again, it's like I would argue against anything that wasn't the original, but I get it because it's the, yeah, it's in the special editions, which are now the only ones you can get. Yeah, which is so fucking annoying. How is Disney not like 
Do they have to wait until George Lucas dies to put they, out the they original fucking movies? I have to imagine it was part of the contract. Like, yeah. in perpetuity, you yeah. don't release the original cuts of these movies. The only the ones that I approved, yeah. and that's it. But It'll someone... be great. When he dies and those get released, but then there's all this controversy because, oh, the Lucas family is suing Disney over releasing the cuts mm-hmm. that blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I fucking just release them. Like, George Lucas hates the fans, and this whole fucking franchise is about fan service, and I think Star Wars fans... Are not 80% of Star Wars fans are fucking morons. They're loving <laughs> no. this shit because they don't give a fuck about you. I I will say that I think Return of the Jedi is outside of that one Jedi rock scene, the one that I think the special edition actually kind of improves. Yeah. It. I think the finale with all the planets kind of partying and stuff like that is a pretty cool way to tie it all together as like a finale yeah. of the whole three trilogies. And that makes the Jedi rock scene even worse because it's like the one scene out of there yeah. that you're like, God. If that wasn't there, it'd be so watchable. But there's this one scene you got to skip. And then, and then Hayden Christensen is in it. See, it makes everyone yeah. better with Hayden yeah. there. You know, yeah, I like it. Stuff, I like you know. it better with Hayden. I'll be honest. I don't mind that. I mean, I it, I, I think it doesn't make any goddamn sense at all. But yeah, like it's like okay, the audience knows who this is, but Luke doesn't know who the fuck this guy is. But it also this doesn't should be the guy that Luke met. Yeah, but that guy that Luke met like looks completely different because Nothing he like looks. Him. That's how he should look. It should have just been fucking James Earl Jones, and they should have <laughs> just retroactively made him James Earl Jones when he takes off. The how helmet. does that? <laughs> Never mind. <All> right. <laughs> it's space. And then you go back and replace all of Hayden Christensen's scenes, even uh, kid Anakin, with fully adult. James Earl Jones, <laughs> I think, would improve the prequels. It's Hayden in blackface the whole time. Yeah. Oh god. Nope. We're not <laughs> doing that. We're just we're just replacing child Anakin with like eighty something year old James Earl Jones, <laughs> <laughs> and he has the same lines. And this is great. Yeah, him, him and Natalie Portman <laughs> makes more sense than those two. Are you an angel? <laughs> now, that sounds more like Buffalo Bill than fucking yeah, Darth Vader. Yeah, Bobby, I don't know what the fuck Bobby's I can't do James Earl Jones. I'm doing a deep voice. Would you fuck me? I'd <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> Classic James Earl Jones. Yeah. Great Darth Vader line. Yeah. Oh, boy. And then Goodbye Horses plays. Um, all right. <laughs> well, so I think that's our. That's yeah. all we really need to say yeah. before we go on with any other bullshit. About Star yeah. Wars. Yep. All Is right. Sign off. You guys got to say fucking bye. Yeah. Right. Well, I was, gonna, I was going to go around the room. I was, I was going to go around. Don't just stop talking. Well, Johnny kept John talking. So, so basically, uh, I was going to ask everyone what they thought of the list overall. What their like kind of, what their kind of thoughts were on the whole compilation of the list. If that makes sense. Disappointed that not a lot of mine made it, especially for moments and quotes. Yeah, uh, Bobby. Very happy. A couple of my quotes. Well, one of my quotes. <laughs> yeah, I think those were entertaining, but uh, it was. I think we ended up with a good mix from all the movies, from at least what deserved it. I like that we at least got one funny uh, prequel line in the quotes. Um, but it was, yeah, it's always fun to put these together. And Star Wars is a hot button, hot button issue for some people, but it's fun to talk about. Yeah, for sure, uh, Tristan. Yeah, I had a good time. I'm unfortunate about the slice of speed crumbs snubbing here. You know, it's a just like Shadow Bozeman. You know, it's the same level of snubbing, I think, really, between those what two. What the fuck are you even t- going on about over here? <laughs> <laughs> I had a good time, though. Great lists. I had, I think, 
like Star Wars, it's hard because there's just so many good characters, so many good quotes. How do you even pick four? So it was hard to fight on some of these, but I had a really good time. I'm looking forward to Bad Batch, which is coming out uh, tomorrow in this couple hours at this point. Uh, watch it. Me and Joe, if it's good, might do reviews, but if it's boring, you won't. So we'll see. <laughs> uh, I'm over reviews. Like I'll, I'll just wait for Loki. Like I don't care how good it is, especially with Loki coming out. I don't want to do two reviews a week. That's too much. Sure, we'll stick to that then. Well, well I mean, we can, but I, I don't want to. If it blows us away, we, we never know. Yeah, if it's amazing, I guess, and then. Uh, but yeah, I'm down to do like a season review, at least like a pilot review, because the pilot's 70 minutes long, so we can do the pilot review. But yeah, I want to give a shout out to my number one fan theory that I was going to have on our fan theories list, and it's that sure, Palpatine sure. created Snoke and is still alive and is actually Ray's grandfather. So oh. good thing that didn't happen because oh, that was yeah. a really bad theory, you know. All right, yeah. Yep. And as far as me, I like that uh, my moment, the opening of A New Hope, made it onto the list, and then disappointed that the big bad of the whole series couldn't make it onto the uh, Star Wars character Mount Rushmore, yeah. and that's George all I got to say about that. George, George, 